Hello, I'm Lee O'Neill and I look after Small Business for NAB. Welcome to the third of three and sadly the final podcast with Trent Innes, Managing Director of Zero. We've been talking in the last two podcasts around practical tips for small businesses in managing cash flow and getting to the end of the financial year. Today, we're going to talk a bit more broadly around data and the use of magical numbers and what that means for small business, but also more broadly in the business ecosystem. Before we do that, Trent, zero is fundamentally about accountancy. And for many years, accountancy's had kind of a a reputation of being maybe boring and apologies to any accountants out there, but for many years it has. And we've talked about making accountancy interesting and exciting. What does that mean to you? So I am an accountant deep down. So I did start my career as an accountant. Um, so I, I think I'm qualified to be able to say this. But I actually think right now it's never been a more exciting time to be an accountant. So the amount of investment that's going on in this industry right now from a technology perspective um, is amazing. And the type of services that an accountant can actually offer now to their clients, to their small businesses, is completely different than historically. So historically, they would spend a lot of time doing things like you know cleaning data or um, compliance, but now they can actually help advise them and they've got the information at their fingertips to be able to do that. So I genuinely do believe it's never been a more exciting time to be an accountant. And you have grown tremendously in the in the uh, kind of how long has Zero been set up since? So Zero's been going for just over ten years now. So right. I founded originally in, in New Zealand and quickly came across to to Australia. Um, so and we're listed on both you know, New Zealand uh, and the Australian Stock Exchange. So we're now at uh, now at over a million subscribers uh, around the world um, in in over 180 countries. So it's grown significantly. And I think if I'm right, you've got over 300 employees in Australia now, have you? Yeah, well over 300 employees in Australia. Uh, so developing a fantastic new innovations uh, for the accounting industry. And so you're, you've attracted over 300 people to come and work in an accountancy-based industry. What do you do? What are your tips for attracting great staff to that kind of environment? So I think we're, we're actually really more of a technology company. So we're really a technology company that actually builds a small business platform in, in, in the cloud. So you know, our people are our, are our most important asset, like they are really or should be in, in, in any business. So you know, attracting great talent is something that we take we take very seriously. So there's a couple of things that we, that we do that I think are a bit unique. Um, we're all driven by a very common purpose, and that's about helping small businesses thrive in the, in the Australian economy. So we all we all exist for that purpose. We're very strong about our values, so we're a very values-based organisation. Um, I quite often get told that we have an amazing culture and something I'm really proud of, but we don't talk about culture a lot. I think if you have to talk about culture, potentially it's gone. Um, you actually have to have values and great behaviours and drive towards those, and that actually, um, that actually links back to having an amazing experience. So, linking back to having an amazing experience, we're both very passionate about supporting the small business sector and letting small businesses thrive in Australia. And today we're going to talk about some of the terms that we hear around data and maybe try and bust some myths or give our listeners a a bit more information about some terms that can seem sort of, um, can make people sort of anxious, maybe like big data or AI or machine learning. Before I do that, can I start with something really simple? What Absolutely. is cloud accounting? So, so cloud accounting, the best way that I describe cloud accounting to people that don't really understand what it is, is basically think about it as a service. So you know, it wasn't that long ago, actually, or I remember the time when uh, my, my grandparents actually had coal delivered to their house to actually provide heating and, and to provide electricity. And now all you actually do is flick a switch on and you actually get that service provided to you and you actually take what you need. It's very, very similar to cloud accounting. It's a sort of a bit of an analogy there 
where historically you used to have to have servers or desktop computers in a small business to actually run your technology. Now you can just actually access it on any, anywhere, anytime, on any device, and you just subscribe to the service that you need and pay for that service on a monthly basis. So it's convenient and cost-effective, would that be fair? Absolutely, and you're always on the latest version. So, you, so we actually take the whole IT headache away from you. So it's probably fair to say that I think many small businesses have struggled with IT over time, and they probably haven't made the investment they needed because it actually was just a bit too hard. Um, and I think, you know, in some ways, the, the, the technology industry has got a few things to apologise for to small business where we actually use these scary terms sometimes, when actually, if you delve into it, they're actually designed to make the lives of small business better and more productive. But we, we tend to hang up on these um, very scary terms sometimes. I know that I was when I was very first learning about what the cloud was, it seemed like this far off distant thing. And then I suddenly realised, actually, the cloud is more accessible than any other kind of technology. Absolutely. I mean, as um, I was flying back the other night uh, from Sydney back to Melbourne, and I was uh, I was on one of the first uh, Qantas planes. It's got a you know, permanent Wi-Fi now, and it was the cloud within the cloud. It was absolutely fantastic. I was uh, able to do a bank reconciliation at 35,000 feet, and it was really easy to do. I don't know. I quite like sometimes being on the plane and not having access to the <laughs> Wi-Fi. But I liked it. Yeah, great. So, so the the other thing that we talk a lot about is data, Brilliant. and I think we hear a lot in Australia and worldwide this concept of big data. And I know as an organisation we have lots of useful data, but sometimes struggle to make it really insightful. Perhaps. Before we start more about what we could do to make it insightful, you could describe to me what we really mean by big data. Yeah, so so big data, um, there's kind of two ways to look at it. There's what we call structured data and unstructured data. So structured data is data. So think about, um, if you think about accounting transactions, they're quite structured. So you can actually understand understand them quite simply. When you get unstructured data, you're thinking about more about things like you know, social media and, and that sort of information that's coming through is very unstructured in, in, in its nature. So big data is really about gathering all this data together and then be able to use it to make informed decisions to help make business more efficient and more productive. And so what what is the key? How do you manage that data? So look, we manage that for you. So on the cloud, we're actually managing all of that for, for our customers. So our customers, you know, log in, they, uh, they get information coming into a coming into zero, they then um, do some work on that information, either they do or their accounts and bookkeepers do. And that information um, is, then, is then available for them to help them do things like reporting, they can use it to make digital decisions, uh, and they can use it for, you know, for lodgement of compliance-based production as well. I think one of the, the, the great value of data is that kind of real, live, know where you are in a small business. And then we talk about true insights. Have you seen any small businesses or where, where do you think you can get great insight from the data that you'd help them collect? So I think they can get great insights all the time now. So if I'd actually just take you through sort of the flow of how, how Xero and cloud, cloud accounting actually works. So, you know, each, each and every day their transactions come through from the bank. So each, all small businesses will have a bank or at least a one bank account. So those transactions now come in each and every day automatically into, into cloud, their cloud accounting system on Xero. And what we actually do with those transactions then is we actually go through and process that for them. What we've worked out over time is that small businesses as a general rule are actually not that good at accounting. So we try to take that pain away from them and really make it as easy as possible. So we actually try to go through and reconcile some of those accounts for them or those transactions so they can actually get the information that they need right there and then to actually be able to run their business and make informed decisions. Historically, when they actually had that information stored on desktop computing, they just didn't have that insight. 
So they're, they're actually having to rely 100% on gut feel, whereas now they can actually use the data to help drive some insights. So that might mean, if you take retail as an example, it might help them work out, you know, what product line they should be restocking, you know, what next goods they should be buying, um, and so on. It just makes it really easy for them to understand where they're at. I think there's a, a particular use of that kind of data for businesses that rely on high number or high volume of customers, because actually you can use the data to assess the customer behavior. Yeah, I think, the, I think the reality is every single small business is using big data in some way, shape or form. If you think about when you book an Uber, that's using big data in the background. So it'll actually tell you how long it's going to take to get to a particular place. And it's done that by gathering all the information over time to actually know exactly how long it's going to take to get to that location. So we're using it each and every day already in our personal lives. You're using it on Netflix. So if you're a Netflix user, you go to Netflix and you watch a particular show and then it serves up to you what other shows you might like based on what you've watched previously. So it's using big data and machine learning to actually do that. So what we're really talking about here now is providing that same capability to small businesses. Is the use of data something small businesses should be nervous of? No, look, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, the, the, the reality is that, you know, we, we have to make sure that we do it in a, in a safe way. So we're always educating small businesses around how to stay safe online. So it's really important that they actually understand what's involved in that. Zero, as an example, uses um, two-step authentication, so very similar to what you do with a bank. So when you go in, you actually get notified, and you have to go through two steps to actually get through. But what we do really hone in and spend a lot of time on is making sure that they fully understand um, and are educated around what it actually means. Yeah, I think the, the security around data, obviously, as a bank is something we're incredibly focused on. But I also always encourage our small business owners to invest in the technology that protects their own absolutely. data and technology. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's c combined as an industry, that's something that we need to continue to educate small business owners on. So I think I'm hearing from you that big data is not something to be big nervous about. No, absolutely. You've got to think about what it can actually do for you. And I, don't, I think a lot of it's actually hidden away from the small business owners. They won't actually see, they won't see big data per se. They'll see the outputs from big data. So they'll actually see, you know, the information being presented to them when and where then they're needed. So for an example, um, it might be driving through, you know, alerts showing them that they're actually low on a stock level. It might show them that they're almost running out of cash. So big data is actually looking at that in the background and making sure that the small business owner is aware of what's actually happening in their business. So getting real live data and using it to run a business is something that's available to all businesses, large and small. Absolutely. And in fact, I'd actually say right now that small business has better access to technology than, than big business does. So, um, you know, they, the investment going into the small business community and their ability to actually adapt and take on that technology um, at a very low cost point these days as well um, is, is amazing. So there's really no excuse for small businesses not to be digital. I um, often find when I'm using small businesses that they seem to use technology to make my experience feel so incredibly personal. Absolutely, and um, and they can, f and it feels like um, they're a big business. You actually think they've made these massive investments in technology, but the reality is, is the, the availability of technology is is so prevalent now that they can uh, they can easily uh, they they can easily appear to be a big business, but they're actually really a small business. And so, when we talk about big investments in technology, I think another term that we hear often is this machine learning or artificial intelligence. Can you demystify that for me, Trent? Absolutely. So, so machine learning is effectively a subset of artificial intelligence. So I'll give you a really great example of, of, of machine learning. One of the things we actually learned um, by looking at all of our small business customers is that they're actually incredibly bad 
at coding transactions. So fundamentally, the accounting system is about coding transactions, really. You, transactions come in from the bank, they come in from suppliers, they come in from customers, and then you code them, and, and you can actually produce reports off the back of that to give you insight into your business. We actually did quite a bit of work and monitoring in the background um, what our customers were doing, and they're actually generally not very good at coding transactions, and they heavily rely on their accountants and bookkeepers to help go in and fix the data at the end of a period to actually help them get to the, to the position they need to get to. What, we what machine learning can do is actually learn as those transactions are coming in and we can actually predict what account they're actually going to select. So we've actually brought in machine learning in the ledger already whereby a small business owner might put a, an invoice into the system and we will now actually predict and show them where we think the code should go to and we can predict that with really high accuracy. Um, over time, we actually think we can get to a position where we get to almost no code accounting. So we think the engine will actually be able to code all the accounting transactions for the small business owner. And the, and the great advantage of that will be that they actually have real-time reporting at any time, so they know exactly where they're at. And I think uh, we, we talk a lot about this kind of machine learning and process automation. And for me, what that says is if we can do the simple tasks that way, we can devote more time to taking insights and having real conversations about what really matters are you seeing that happening in practice absolutely that's exactly where that's exactly where we're heading to so machine learning is about really replacing those sort of mundane low value tasks so it's not doing high value tasks it's doing low value things so such things like you know fixing coding mistakes um, making sure that we're actually you know work allowing the small business owner to actually focus on what's really important and it's generally not coding transactions that's quite a low value service we want them to actually free up that time so they can spend less time doing compliance and actually spend more time with their business and i know the thing that small business owners ask me for the most is time back in their diary they do and that's the number one thing we hear as well so you know how can you help us actually get, get more time back so we can do things that are more important to us so either you know running our business spending time with our customers or more importantly spending time with our family and friends now, I think it's a quote of yours that says every small business accountant and bookkeeper now has a supercomputer working for them. It's actually a quote of Rod Drury's, but I, I could claim it. But basically what that really means is that because they're running on one big system, uh, which we take care of for them, we've actually got a supercomputer running in the background for them. So small businesses, when you actually consolidate them all together on the Zero platform, have greater access to technology and greater power behind that than a big business does. So we're combining them all together on one platform and, and using all of the fantastic tools to actually help them run their business better. So like so many businesses, Zero started as a small business and is now certainly medium-sized, if not a sizable business. Have you changed the way you use data? Yeah, absolutely. So we're a very data-driven company. So we, we use a lot of data to actually help make informed decisions around our business. So uh, yet you are correct. We were a small business. There was basically three people in a, in a small apartment in Wellington only just over 10 years ago. And now you know, we're almost 2,000 people around the world. So it's quite a, it has changed dramatically in a, in a short period of time. But with the amount of customers, you know, over a million customers and subscribers on our, on our platform, we, we use data really heavily to make decisions. And we started by saying you're a technology company. That technology's changed a phenomenal amount over the 10 years. How do you keep up to date? Yeah, so we're always uh, always making sure that we take advantage of the uh, of the latest technology. If you're not innovating, you're dying. So you have to be taking advantage of the latest and greatest technology. So we might take advantage of things um, such as virtual reality, you know, artificial intelligence, big data. We're using all of these things, even though a small business may not necessarily understand right now how that's going to help them. You want to make sure that you're utilizing all those latest technologies, and we can do that on our platform. 
And from the way you've described them, they're not things to be anxious about or feel like they're not comprehensible for any of us. No, absolutely. It's it's more about it's more about um, really taking a being able to you know you replace some of those really mundane those mundane tasks that are a lot that are low value. And I think if we can do that, it'll actually free up small businesses to do things that are much more important. Yeah, and that's what we'd all like to do: have time to focus on the things that are really interesting and the passion for why we started our businesses. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, machine learning is fantastic at uh, at automating repetitive tasks. That's the best. That's the best way to describe it. So Trent, I'm going to finish with one another thing I read about you in our research was your biggest piece of advice for any aspiring CEO or entrepreneur is don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something. Oh, where did, where did you find that one? I don't, actually, I don't, an, an interview that you did for the Big Smoke magazine. Oh, wow. Okay. You have, you have dredged back into my past. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'm very fortunate in, in the position that I'm in and it's been a fair bit of hard work to get there as well. But I'm also, you know, I, I don't, I don't take it for granted. But don't let anybody tell you no. Um, I've got teenage children, and I'm always saying, don't, don't let anyone tell you no. You can be anything you want to be. Awesome. Well, you certainly can be anything you want to be. I always say to people, don't tell me no, tell me how. So that is, a, I'm going to claim that as my own. All right, I'll, I'll let you claim that, Trent. Trent, thanks so much for spending time with us over these last three podcasts, and today for kind of demystifying some of those slightly nerve-wracking terms out there. It's been, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me.